compromise? What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason? To compromise? For what? To compromise. What is compromise? All right. Hello. My name is Courtney. I am the founder of Alabama Solutions Grassroots Movement and host for this evening. Today, we will be talking openly about reproductive rights and why it is so, so important. I have with me Emily Canfield. And we will start with uh, what experiences have made you decide that you were for reproductive rights? That I have reproductive organs. <laughs> That's really going to be the main yes. factor. Is I have something that could potentially create a life if I am not being aware or my body chemistry changes without me understanding. Um, my mom was pregnant uh, on accident for her fourth child. Love you, Erica, but sorry, you were an accident. We all know. And she was on birth control. She was doing literally everything. She's like, I did everything, Emily. This is like an impossible pregnancy. And she got pregnant and she was very depressed her entire pregnancy and wanted to kill all of us. So Mm -hmm. it's really important to be aware of, Mm -hmm. you know, what possibly could go wrong even when you have already had children. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, with my experience is, well, first, I was pro-life, actually. I was 14 years old and um, that's all I ever knew was basically propaganda from being born and raised in the South and being raised in a uber religious household. That's all you know. And that's all the information that you did know until I learned about what unsafe abortions was. And so what happened with that, I was like, well, um, with uh, the pictures that I saw, too, with these certain, you know, just if you look up abortions and you like Google images, image it, then what happens? Like you see all these images, but who knows if it was from pro-life propaganda or actual medical uh, pictures mm-hmm. from doctors. And so what I saw was um, I thought it was an abortion. Uh, turns out it was actually a miscarriage. So there's a lot of propaganda out there that is uh, misconstruing like uh, the reality of abortions and miscarriages or in all the other situations. And so because of that, <laughs> I was like, okay, what else did I believe in that was bullshit? So then I looked at, you know, I, I actually read through PubMed and, you know, mm-hmm. um, saw the actual pictures of abortions and what are unsafe abortions and all this other stuff. And then that's what I was like, okay, I'm absolutely pro-choice for life after that. So, I mean, that's, um, so did that's you my feel, Did you feel betrayed because you were lied to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In my most vulnerable um, age, yeah. too. I was 14 and, yeah. you know. Absolutely. I mean, you I mean, they they do take advantage of you because what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, OK, so you take these pictures uh, from, I guess, from a medical uh, document, say that it is an abortion, but it could be a miscarriage. It could be anything else. I mean, uh, unviable um, fetus, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't say anything. Uh, they don't tell you the truth about it. 
And, you know, if you don't know the truth about anything, how are you yeah. going to resolve the problem? It's right? like using a dead body that was killed in another war and saying it was, you know, a terrorist yeah. here in America doing that to someone and it yeah. wasn't. That yeah. is yeah, propaganda. Yeah. You know? And I was yeah. just like, what? Using false images. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. So, yes. That's a lot. So, that's my story. So, I know that there's a lot of mm-hmm. people out there that believe, used to, you know, probably still have those beliefs. Um, and so, um, so that's what I'm thinking is that's why I like to talk to people that probably don't know that, you know, and, and are still full, full on adults in our society and have no idea as to, you know, why they believe in, in what they believe in. Um, so there you have it. Um, so I, I want to I want to extend that conversation to people that are on the fence or that are still pro life as an adult and have no idea of the realistic situations. Well, pro you know. pro life is just a saying, and what I've reiterated to people is mm-hmm. pro life and pro choice are the same thing. If you're pro life. You should be pro a woman's life mm-hmm. and also pro the lives of the children around them and pro the lives of everyone here on earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could insinuate or include everyone that is going to be affected by an mm-hmm. unwanted child being brought into the world. Um, unfortunately, to tell you, it's not always it's not always beautiful and wonderful and sunshiny. Mm-hmm. Like I said with my mom, she was a, she was a mom. Let's stay at home, mom. And mm-hmm. had three children already. It was a perfect situation and literally was guilted into having her. And mm-hmm. I love my sister and all, but, you know, our lives would have been tremendously different if my mom got professional mental health help mm-hmm. instead of being pregnant again mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trying to cover it up because she felt like she had to because she was pregnant and it's supposed to be the best time of your life. And it was the best time of her life for three times. And then the fourth time, she wanted to kill herself every day. She wanted to kill all of her children. She wanted to kill us, mm-hmm. the living children. Mm-hmm. Now, is that pro-life? Saying you right. you are forced to have this child, mm-hmm. but in detriment of everyone around you because your mental health is not stable because you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, mm-hmm. uh, 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 to me, pro-life includes includes people that need to make that decision, too. Absolutely. But that's oh, yeah. just me and verbiage. So I think pro-life needs to be including everyone. Here on I Earth. Mean, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I say this. Um, I think pro-choice is the realistic pro-life. Yeah. Because that is pro-life. there is a lot of uh, organizations out there that support the single mom. They support mental health. They support science and medicine. And they listen to the doctors, you know. Mm-hmm. And, they listen, and they listen to friends and family members that are going through these things. And they're like okay, well, we need to resolve this issue, you know, and um, so, I mean, that's that's what I have to say about that because, yeah, that really sucks. And to your point, too, um, there's a statistic. Um, I get a lot of uh, questions from people on the other side um, of the fence that probably aren't as knowledgeable as, you know, on, on you know, these the data and the statistics of why women will choose abortions. And, um, and they don't know cause they always ask like, why do women do that or whatever else? And, um, the stats are that most of them are already mothers. 
um, most of them um, are impoverished. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, unless you step into their shoes, you would not know, nor would you ever resolve the issue in the first place. You know, so it's it's almost like they don't have, you know, uh, a hand in 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 the game at that point yet they are trying to like squander your rights at the same time like that how <laughs> how does that make any sense that you know you think you know it all but you don't know the person who's you know themselves yeah who's going through it it's just like it's it's wild to me um so anyways to that um and there's uh this is something that I wanted to read here on the podcast tonight. Uh this is f- an abstract this is from uh a medical article from PubMed. Uh it's called um Unsafe Abortions, Unnecessary Maternal Mortality. So I'm just going to read off uh what they have to say about that. Um every year worldwide about 42 million women with unintended pregnancy pregnancies choose abortion and nearly half of these procedures 20 million are unsafe some 68,000 women die of unsafe abortion annually making it one of the leading causes of maternal mortality 13 percent of the women who survive unsafe abortion 5 million will suffer long-term health complications Uh Unsafe abortion is thus a pressing issue, both of the primary methods for preventing safe abortion, less restrictive abortion laws, and greater contraceptive use face social, religious, and political obstacles, particularly in developing nations where most unsafe abortions, 98%, occur. Even where these obstacles are overcome, Women and health care providers need to be educated about contraception and the availability of legal and safe abortion, and women need better access to safe abortion and post-abortion services. Otherwise, desperate women facing the financial burdens and social stigma of unintended pregnancy and believing they have no other option will continue to risk their lives by undergoing unsafe abortions. End quote. So... You know that that has been a um, uh, one of the the main things that have kept me going too. Like, have have you ever like doubted your stance on where you're at, like on your okay? No, no, because um, well, actually, I do. I know someone that had a very unsafe abortion, and she she recalled the whole story with me, hmm. and. It, she definitely was messed up in the head after. And she mm-hmm. even told me that. She's like, I know I have mental health problems because I saw my own child die before me. But I had mm. to or else that child is going to get beaten by the guy I was with. Mm. And then I was going to probably get killed by my dad if he ever found out. Mm. So she was mm. around. And, you know, maybe that wasn't true. Maybe they wouldn't have. You know, who knows? That's a world of what ifs. But she felt so afraid that she'd rather go through possibly killing herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was a couple months. Like it was, it was old. It was really big. She forced herself to have a miscarriage. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. That's but you know, I, I've, I've, I've heard the statistics. You know, and and 
experience anecdotal stories mm-hmm. that consider that and it's pretty it's pretty shocking i'm not gonna lie i literally the last time i listened to a podcast about <laughs> midwives talking about really um scary um pregnancy stories and like mm. birthing stories uh, mm-hmm. i don't know it's just some random person i was listening to and i fainted <laughs> i fainted because i just can't i can't like listen i literally fainted while listening to a podcast about something really bloody about, you know, childbirth. I could not imagine going through that and also being afraid to go to the doctors. Oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine. Like, I wasn't about to go to the doctors because I listened to the story, you know? Yeah. That's pretty bad. So what is what is the podcast called? Do you remember? Oh, it was the uh, Gas and Air. It's Clemmy Hooper who does midwife stuff out in um, England. Oh, she wow. She does, like, midwife stuff. Yeah, I just listened to her. Oh, wow. But I couldn't listen to her podcast anymore after that. (laughs) (laughs) I literally can't. Like, I literally feel sick to my stomach. Yeah. (laughs) So it's not because I don't want to hear it. I definitely want to hear the stories. I just can't handle them psychologically myself, Mm -hmm. just as a listener. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Golly. Yeah, they talk about miscarriages, all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. And so when Governor K.I.V. signed Mm -hmm. that bill... That is. Yeah, she doesn't have to worry because she's a lesbian. (laughs) Yeah. What are you talking about? We don't know that for sure. She is. She is. Okay. Well. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I know her girlfriend. I'm sorry. No, what? (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Oh, Um, no. I'm just joking, guys. So, um, when, okay. When, When she signed that into law, which we will be losing. I think over a million dollars uh, of state funds from, I mean, from her signing that. That, that can't be. What was the signing, again, what was the name of the bill or law? HB 14. Did they have for it? They just called it I said it a thousand times when I called her. Okay. And then I forgot. It's okay. <laughs> I'm it's okay. I'm not trying to bring back, back memories. <laughs> Got you. But she signed in a law that allows... So- yeah, it's it's um it's basically unconstitutional. They will allow um let me see here. The state to get in between your reproductive organs and you? I mean, pretty you much your doctor can't decide what's best for you basically after and, this. And um yeah. and also if you were raped, um yeah. you cannot get an abortion. You can only get an abortion if you were two weeks uh long. And that's usually before a woman knows she's pregnant. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, and, and you can only get an abortion if it were um, a pregnancy complication, um, which I'm still, ste- is, like, skeptical that, um, like, I really want to just read uh, the entire bill and see what, what all they have there. Because I just, I mean raped if you were raped then you would still have to get an abortion so actually um i'm in close contact with people from um one person in general that works at the crisis services of north alabama and so they actually deal with these cases and i want to actually talk to a police officer that has been dealing with these cases too because i want to get his or her um real life experience on that as well as because I'm just like um 
because people are so opinionated all the time, mm-hmm. they forget about real life experiences mm-hmm. and real life solutions to yeah. these, you know, circumstances. And, um, you know, she says it's heartbreaking just seeing the ages and how it happened. And it's, it is always a heartbreaking situation and the amount of uh, trauma, you know, how can you raise a baby with that trauma from your rapist? You know, it's just um, that to me is psychotic, you know, I mean, it is psychotic. I'm not just saying to me that is. Yeah. Look at the de- definition. I mean, that's a a psychopath wrote, though. Yeah, because <laughs> at the end of the day, like, what if your psychiatrist and doctor agreed that this would cause more psychological damage to you and in turn cause you to be more suicidal or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, negative side effects you can get from having to come full term with a real rapist child? Mm-hmm. Um, well. You're overlooking, you're literally, the whole, you know, argument they've all, conservatives have always made is, and those are the more pro, you know, pro-life and F women, you know, kind of level is Mm -hmm. they've also made that you can't get in between me and my doctor. Well, you're getting in between me and my psychiatrist, my doctor, what they think is best for me. Right. And it doesn't just encompass my physical health, it's mental health too. Like Mm -hmm. that's... It's the biggest deal. It's it, it's what causes more physical problems, hormonal imbalances than mm-hmm. anything else, and it can cause mental health issues. Right. So I don't understand why that's not included in the bill because there's definitely doctors that are specialists in that and would definitely agree that it's not what's best for the mo- the mother. Right. Yeah, and these politicians, I mean, they don't even want to open their heads, their minds to what the doctors deal with what the woman deals with and mm-hmm. it's like so what the hell was this bill for anyways if you're not even going to look at the truth of the matter mm-hmm. you know i think that's pretty spineless you know yeah. it's so easy for them to write a bill but not look at the situation right in the face yeah you know um so um and you know that's another thing too is um we don't want to force women to be pregnant, nor do we want them to be f- forced uh, with an abortion. And mm-hmm. you know what law protects us from that Mm-mm. is Roe v. Wade. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So, you know, but then they want to overturn that. And I'm just like, what are y'all doing? Like, do y'all even know no, what, okay. <laughs> how, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, okay, you want less abortions. Um, well, there's contraceptives, like just like the uh, medical journal is saying, you know, um, mm-hmm. just listen to the doctors for once because they're the ones that have to deal with this, mm-hmm. you know, and then maybe you would get your problem solved by just listening to the truth, you know, just open your ears a little. <laughs> so, but. All right, so, and what they talked about was uh, contraceptives. And you know what those contraceptives are, like, naming off all of them. Condoms. Yes. Birth control, different types of birth control. Mm-hmm. The copper insert. I don't know what else. Oh, what's the copper insert? I got the female condom. Oh, those yeah. are really hard. I just found, like, a documentary about, or a little short documentary about it and how hard they are to find. <laughs> um... I don't know. What else are there? Uh, the snip snip? 
The um, oh yeah yeah oh yeah 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 vasectomy permanent ones or semi permanent vasectomy and you can get those reversed what is and it they are affordable. A uh, vasectomy, vasectomy, but for female, it's tube ligation. Oh, tube yeah. ligation. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are not undoable. Tube ligations, you cannot undo those. They're really really hard to undo. Oh really? Yeah, vasectomy aren't. But oh. Tube ligations are really hard. They have to do them while they have. Like either the stomach open or the thing open after a C-section, C-section, or they have to make a separate surgery if you had it vaginally. Uh, like they usually do it after your last baby. That's like, good to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I learned. I watched a lot. Okay, I I probably got scared into never having kids. My mom like had me watch those. Uh, when uh, was it? Lifetime or some one of those channels used to have like real footage mm-hmm. from like emergency rooms and like what women had to go through. And then mm-hmm. I like I don't know why I was really into childbirth as a kid, so mm-hmm. I I watched a lot of crazy videos. <laughs> it is interesting. All of our childbirthing videos. Yes, my dad videotaped all of them except the last one because she was like popped out. Oh wow! Yeah, so I rewatched them like religiously. So again, I probably scared <laughs> myself into never having kids because it is a very gruesome, violent thing that happens to your body. Yes, it's beautiful because of the hormones that are released and the, mm-hmm. the literally <laughs> addictive chemicals that your brain gets when you have a baby. But everything else is very, very scary. Your oh life is in limbo. No matter how safe you think the pregnancy is, you're always in limbo. Oh, absolutely. Until until that baby's out of you. Oh, yeah, it's hard work. Yeah. Labor. Yeah, That's why they call it labor. Dude. They're yeah. an actual parasite living off of you, you know. They kill you, <laughs> literally. Yeah, see, choice. Mm-hmm. We've decided to let it live in us. Yeah. But, um, okay. <laughs> so, um, other than, um, so we've covered abortion. Let's cover um, foster care and mm-hmm. adoptive services. Um, there is a really great, um, organization called Kids to Love, mm-hmm. and I really agree with, uh, their concept. Have you heard about them? No, I have not. Okay. So they live, uh, they live, they are, they're in Madison. Um, so, uh, their concept is basically kids to love love those kids like you know just give them love and and you know I find that you know even in my own personal situation too it's like if yeah if you were just loved you know you can you can still succeed you could still you know thrive and be a good human being um so they're really um you know, sort of combating these stereotypes about uh, adopted kids or foster kids having like a rough start and never really being loved. And so they're turning that around. So I got to give them props for that. Um, I actually give to them every year. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think I really do believe in what they do and they help give them like a higher education so that they can get, you know, good pay. And So is it a foster system? What is it exactly? <clears throat> So what it is is they um, I, they sponsor foster parents, so they help also additional support for uh, foster parents, okay. and they have this system of instead of like your usual foster care system that basically it's like I'll only respect you if you respect me sort of thing. Um, <laughs> So anyways, <laughs> so, but what they do is they give them care first. 
Okay. You know, and then they start there and, and I just and just I'm just like, yeah, duh. Like, of course, mm-hmm. we need to take care of these kids like they don't have people to really love them. So love them, you know. And so, you know, and, and um, I talked to to the um, some people's, too, and they mentioned that we have a I think it's over 80 percent of our um, foster kid um population they go to prison mm-hmm. so that could be said about special ed too really my special ed kids yeah really oh, okay yeah. high high risk high 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 risk 60 to 80 percent probably okay mm-hmm. wow i did not know that mm-hmm. so and then a lot of them are in foster care and and and, and also just yeah. uh, orphans oh wow because mm-hmm. there's some uh, people out here <laughs> the great south alabama they're mm-hmm. Super pro-life. Uh, I've heard of stories both from con- very conservative and very, very progressive people. Same stories. Different mm-hmm. people that said they've um, heard of uh, the kids with Down syndrome or just an apparent disability, you know, physical disability after they're born and the parents didn't know there was anything, you know, different about the child, chromosomally or whatever. Um, they would just leave the child there at the mm. hospital and never come get the child. And that I've heard that story more than like four times. Oh my god! So that's a lot of babies. Mm-hmm. You know, think about the the rate, and you could actually probably ask the hospital how many of your children are just left, and how many of them have a physical disability, and they'll probably tell you those rates. It's really, you guys look it up. Like it's it's bad. I believe it's, you. That yeah. I mean that really sucks. There's poor yeah. kids. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. It's unfortunate, but it's it's the facts. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so yes. So and that that goes to show like how like people I honestly think that some adults uh just don't know how to love, you know. Honestly. Yeah. It's like you know, they think they need uh Yeah, none of so, my parents came to Special Olympics. Really? Yeah. No, they don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, like people just don't care anymore. They're yeah. apathetic. It's mm-hmm. like a societal norm. Mm-hmm. Just don't care about anything. And then you won't mm-hmm. care. And then it won't, won't bother you. Yeah. Because if you don't care, who cares? I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think I think it takes a lot of healing, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And I t- it takes a lot of truth. Like, you have to be really honest with yourself. You have to heal, to think straight, to be honest and just mm-hmm. figure out what people need, you know? And I, I think the focus is completely off nowadays. I don't know what happened. It's, it's a responsibility probably because a lot of people yeah. just feel like they're not responsible mm-hmm. for things that are societal in nature. And we used okay. to, we used to have to force our, we used to have a community that we're forced to have to care about each other to some mm-hmm. degree mm-hmm. or else it wouldn't function to survive. Well, and yeah. even, even nowadays we can still say, say that we live in a first world country and we could be using our resources. We can be more disciplined. We can be helping so many more people on a, you know, in a, in such a way that is not draining of our energy either you know we could be sponsoring people like things like that we can be sponsoring like um uh, foster kids you know things like that and and as on an individual level until they get back on their feet again I mean that was just um 
hey, let's do it. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if, um, you know, I, I agree with adopting if that is your choice, if that is what you choose to do, you know, that we is... We also need to make the roadblocks to that a lot easier. If we're going to say that mm-hmm. ch- you don't have a right to abort... Or mm-hmm. a right to change your parental status after it happens to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, they may need to make it easier for people to have uh, access to a fostering and adopting. Absolutely. Um, but that also includes, like, I would love to foster children and I would be a wonderful foster parent. But I am broke. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, almost 30 and I'm still broke. As I'm a teacher and I'm still mm-hmm. like, I have a million businesses. I'm still broke. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, also the minimum wage and other social justice issues are involved with all of these components and just saying, oh, let's brush aside all of these other life components that are affecting society and just mm-hmm. say, it's everyone that's having abortion. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's simplifying a very, 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 very complex problem. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they, they need to be a lot more open. I mean, if, if these, uh, and it is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it is pro li- uh, pro-life people that is limiting uh, the eligibility for foster parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can't be gay. You can't be, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They're making all these Make ridiculous. difficult, yeah. Yeah, and, and bias and prejudice, you know. I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, well. As long as they are financially stable, mentally stable, then why the fuck do you care? You know? Mm. I mean, these are kids being loved and taken care of. There you go. That's a solution. Get the fuck out of the way, you know? Mm. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a feeling. I mean, for sure. So, so you know, and, and then with that, I think it's it'll be good if we kind of highlighted our organizations for reproductive rights too. And um, I first want to um, sort of like introduce like the Linda D Foundation. Um, So uh, it's a 501c3 organization that financially assists Alabama women primarily at the Huntsville Clinic. Um, They financially assist women with abortion costs, no judgment, no strings attached, for additional funding, call the National Abortion Federation for Assistance. 100% of all donations will go to helping Alabama women and find out if you qualify for assistance by um, emailing the Linda D. Foundation at lindadfoundation at gmail.com. A little bit about Miss Linda D. Um, she, and this is from our uh, president at the Linda D. Foundation, Miss Pam. Um, she was a remarkable woman. It was weeks before many of us knew she was in a battle with cancer for her life. She never talked about it because of a har- horseback riding accident. She gradually lost the use of one of her arms. However, it did not stop her. She fought the cancer for years, still volunteering as a clinic escort, but in the end, she had to leave us. The Linda D. Foundation is our tribute to a woman who gave it all in working for women's reproductive rights, and we miss her dearly. And so that's Miss Pam at um, the Alabama Reproductive 
rights advocates. She is also the president there, too. And so what Miss Pam and Miss Anthony have done, too, is they are the creators of Just the Facts, comprehensive sex ed brochures for mm-hmm. Alabama. I've seen those. Yeah. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you saw them for me. Yeah. So, so um, I mean, those are really important because, first of all, do we even have sex ed in Alabama? <laughs> Comprehensive sex ed, not abstinence no. only? Uh, it's only if the school system has decided to do it. Mm. So technically, no. There's no no standard sex ed. They just brush over anatomy. And that's so, it. But they might, you know, I've heard of like Madison City having compre- a more comprehensive sex ed than anything they've had in the past. Okay. Because I used I've to nanny. Yeah, I used to okay. nanny a little girl that lived out there. She's like, they took us, and they separated us, the boys from the girls. I said, yeah, how'd that go? And she told me all about it. And it seemed like they went over the basics. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you don't remember everything someone says to you. And on top of that, you might come from households that, literally have scared you even into hearing half of what you're learning because mm-hmm. they might have already like visceral fear like I, my ex was muslim and he said he mm-hmm. had more messed up thoughts about his own sexuality because of how islam was forced upon him and mm. made him feel guilty and mm. he literally had a lie about things that he felt and, you know, just, just couldn't be open and honest about himself and just felt like he couldn't even be honest with himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that's all Muslims or whatever. It doesn't matter. It could be any religion. It could be made-up religion. You know, it could be anything. But there are certain people that have or they've already been attacked. You know, they've already right. been, you know, sexually abused as children and they don't understand how to even, you know, and sometimes you block it out, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. information that's put in you in one day when you're separated from all, half your classmates. You know, you're already in a weird situation. And it's just psychologically not at the right stage either because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they teach them, like, before they really start changing their hormones and they start going through puberty. Mm-hmm. And you need puberty, you need sex ed, and you need, okay – you're a teenager and you probably will be pregnant, you know, you need to take us more seriously. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is where, you know, they need higher risk education seminars because the higher risk you are, the more you need to hear the message, the more you need to know your, your resources and Mm -hmm. have the skills to mitigate all the roadways that you go through. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot of sexually active children. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> children. No, children. Children. Like, I wouldn't even, I want to violate FERPA, but I have experienced a lot of sexually active children and really? been around a lot of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. they're watching porn. They're watching porn by four well, years old. That's true. So, like, yeah. you know, they're they're learning what they want to learn, and we're mm-hmm. not keeping up with the times as a society again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I always hear, you know, a woman should... You know, close their legs, <laughs> like you know, and this is why we need comprehensive sex education too. Because I'm I'm hearing that a lot from older generation. I was like, I bet you have not, you know, had sex ed, you know. And this the woman that's the the head of uh, this whatever pro life foundation or whatever, she never had sex education. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah. She never had sex education. The woman who had, um, what was that movie? Unplanned? That movie? 
I never watched it, but yeah. Okay. That, she had an abortion. She had a safe abortion, I think, twice. Um, and I, I don't think she knows because she's trying to, you know, get everyone else to be pro-life like her or whatever. And it's like, well, okay, um, you live in a first world country where you had a safe abortion. Uh, if you had an unsafe abortion in a third world country, you'd probably be, be un- dead. You can have unsafe abortions here in America. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah let's talk about that. Yeah. So with the restrictive access of abortions, this, this is exactly what happens. Uh, people will basically, what is it? They'll use certain herbs. Pour oh, yeah, I've looked them up already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I have it already. I have all the herbs. I have everything I ever need to give myself an abortion, herbal abortion, because I'm so afraid of going to the doctors now. I'm afraid Mm. of being put on the list. Mm. Like, I just don't want to mess with it. So I'd rather force myself to have another period. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whatever you do, don't pour bleach in your vagina. No, I won't do that. Your vagina is the most absorbent orifice and that's how you die is because it goes straight to your bloodstream (laughs) so that's exactly what happened in the 70s in the 60s and the 50s women were dying left and right absolutely yeah they were doing all types of stuff the hanger um Mm -hmm. uh remember the my body my choice rally yeah were you there yeah i was there yeah okay yeah i was wearing a red dress yeah all red Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Okay, so I had my sign up, and I said, here's what an unsafe abortion is if you ban safe abortions. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So there was a picture, and it was very graphic. That's why I had the flaps on my poster. Because oh, okay. I was like, they were... dimensional Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to get it in there, you know? You have to show them all the pictures. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then there was that corner yeah. of uh, pro-life people's. Oh, that yeah. Like, like five people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and they brought their kids, and I felt sorry for them because I was like, there you go. Here's what that looks like. And, and so one of the pictures was uh, a woman that had the hanger abortion. And she slit the inside of her. Sorry. I might just faint. <laughs> Again. Okay. No, you're good. Keep going. <laughs> I'm right um, here sitting. You're good. Of her uterus where her intestines fell out. Sorry. That's a perforated, perforated. Anyways. Um, yes. That's just what happens. I'm sorry. I'm losing my this mind. This is why we need safe abortions. Ooh. Because you know where people go when they have unsafe abortions at home, even in first world countries where they restrict mm-hmm. that access or women are too scared to go to a doctor. Um, they go to the maternity wards, mm-hmm. you know, and that's uh, resources, that's finances out of that maternity ward because of unsafe abortions, because we didn't guide our society enough. We didn't, you know, I mean, a lot of this is responsibility being, and living in a society, you need to be educated. You need you need good health. You need good, mm-hmm. you know. <sighs> so that's <laughs> that's what I did. And they were scarred for life. And I'm like, good. You can show me fake abortion. Maybe they might be real. But until I see that the source is from a medical facility, I'm going to say it's a, it's a fake abortion picture. You can show that to us. But here, let me show you what dead women look like. Yeah. yeah. Or like intestines coming out of their vagina you know it's just like <laughs> so it's it's a mood oh yeah it's a mood yeah mm-hmm. so you know there's yeah. all types of 
issues. Terrible things that can happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just it's never ending. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be a woman, you know, support us, listen to us, for the love and of God. Also, there's not as many um, punishable laws for men who choose not to be part of the child's life. Oh, honey. You know? yes, so, you're like, so right. You know, there's so many elements to this. I think if you passed comprehensive laws, mm-hmm. changing the foster care system, changing adoption costs, mm-hmm. changing, you know, how easy the process is to go through legally and how, you know, less money required. And then you change what is required of the male, mm-hmm. you know, component of this. There's female and male mm-hmm. are equally responsible for the pregnancy. Let's not. Let's not make this up. And if they aren't, they're either a crazy woman that's tricking the man, which is mental health, again, mm-hmm. goes back to the mental health issue. And I've, mm-hmm. I have met people. I've ju- done that. Mm-hmm. So their husbands, or boyfriends, people are just seeing. And I'm like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And the man doesn't have any right mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. like, say anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then he has to take care of that child for the rest of his life. But then there's moms that, you know, feel forced to have a baby and the dad doesn't want to be part of their life, told him, you better abort the baby. But the mom is forced by someone or whoever they're living with mm-hmm. or just guilted and psychologically traumatized. And they have the baby. And then there's no repercussions for the man legally, for the most case, unless they get really rich off of football. That's like the only time you hear about anyone paying back their child support mm-hmm. is if they have a lot of money and they made you know headlines somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's the only time they get forced to actually pay back their child support. I know, I know a woman that has not gotten child support for three years and she's been a single mom. And this was like a choice on both of their parts. Mm-hmm. Three years she has not gotten any child support and she's been a single mom. And yeah, she has a great living situation, but what if she didn't? What if she had an abusive living situation in addition to her ex not paying, you know, any money? Mm-hmm. And also the child, her child's perfectly healthy. What if her child had problems breathing, had problems thinking, you know, had a disability mm-hmm. of some sort? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're just adding so many layers to this. It's it, it really try to put yourself in someone else's shoes mm-hmm. and stop just trying to put your head in the clouds because some people don't have that community right you know some people just don't because of many other factors but if they don't have that community this is all they have as their doctor Mm -hmm. it's all Mm -hmm. they have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're stepping in between it so um yes contraceptive like uh what pubmed was saying too i mean obviously mental health i think i honestly i think that mental health is a huge factor in a lot of our issues you know because it's usually a vicious cycle i mean and and we have to break that cycle that you know with actually caring about people and mm-hmm. having access to mental health care and quality mm-hmm. health care uh-huh. you know um and we probably wouldn't have all these issues, you know. Maybe, maybe we ha- we would have a good thinking politician that um, had good mental health care, so mm-hmm. he can think or she could think straight and be like, "Wait, what about contraceptives? Mm-hmm. Wait, what about comprehensive sex ed? What about mental health care? What about quality health care because people need it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, then you're like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. do it, like." We can, I mean... So many other things that we can put bills in order to help, yeah. Yes, and it's just, you know, Mm -hmm. if you can think straight, if you can accept, you know, the truth, you know, cope with 
reality to problem solve, then I honestly think we would not have any of the social issues that we have here in Alabama. Honestly, that's what I think. So, anyways, okay, and then uh, there's a few other reproductive rights uh, organizations here in Alabama, too. Um, one is Yellowhammer Fund. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard of them? Oh, yeah. Oh, Have yeah, you... I've heard of them. Yeah, and I posted, like, something with their information for people to donate. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, Yellowhammer from the fund, Yellowhammer Fund, specifically benefits women of Alabama? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I've actually... Um, um, volunteered with them um, before and I um, was giving gas cards and oh. other financial assistance to these women um, who um, chose abortion and um, a lot of them uh, went to babysitting so that's what I'm saying like the gas cards went to babysitting. No, the gas cards went to them because they had to travel from far away. Got like we you. only have like three in the state uh, abortion clinics yeah. in the state, right? Yeah. So they had to travel and they had to pay for a babysitter. babysitter. Yeah, because they care they have, about their kids. Yeah, because they have kids at home, and that's mm -hmm. the you know, and it's just like if more people knew that. Like, these are mothers, you know, and they're outside, like, shouting and yelling at them, like, you're a whore, slut, or blah, blah, blah. It's like, these are moms. Like, like a lot of them are. And that's, mm -hmm. I mean, the data is showing that they're impoverished or they're already mothers with a lot of responsibilities already. You know? And I also question the mental stability of those who like to harass people who are in literally the hardest right. situation in their life. Mm -hmm. You one of the hardest situations? Um, I just like really question their mental stability and mm -hmm. like, why do these right. people still hold jobs that are over other human beings? Like, I feel like there should be legal repercussions for how you act mm -hmm. and you trying to traumatize someone verbally assaulting them mm -hmm. when it's already not a very good time because it's going to be painful. It's going to suck. Mm -hmm. the, the, the after effects of abortion are terrible. Mm -hmm. Even the morning after pill make mm -hmm. you sick. That's what the herbs that I buy. Like, mm -hmm. they'll make you sick to your mm -hmm. stomach for days on and you'll have to take off work. Like, mm -hmm. there's no if and or buts about it. So I just I want I wonder why they think it's okay to be so hateful and so hurtful and so mean to other humans. It's mm -hmm. just whatever you know. That's just a question I have. So I need I need people to question themselves. Like, hey, you know, is this even like healthy? <laughs> absolutely. Should, should not. I? Yeah. Should <laughs> it I be is trying to traumatize people? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean that's that's real. That's that's yeah. real, because um, I I think that they can't cope with facts, so they, you know, throw out uh, slurs and you know whatever else they can chuck at people, thinking that it's going to change their minds. I mean, if anything, it's just going to make them go home and do a, an abortion at home, you know. And and actually, um, I I've talked to some people from the natural miscarriage web page. Um, so that's what you were probably talking about. And as much as I would kind of hate that, you know, women don't have this safe access to care, um, 
you know, and they feel like they would have to do this at home. I heard from uh, the founders of the Natural Miscarriage webpage that a lot of the women that are getting this advice is from Alabama and from states with restrictive abortion access. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, and you actually have to go to a doctor, you know. Um, but that's just, I mean, but at least I think they tried to uh, put that out there so that they don't do the bleach or the coat hangers, you know, and you know, fortunately, I mean, we live in, you know, an internet age where we can see what happens to you when you do do that. But what if people didn't know, you know, beforehand yeah. too? Yeah, they know what happens when they're still scared for their life. You know, yeah. like my friend, she knew, she knew, she had Planned Parenthood. We lived in California. She had Planned Parenthood around the corner. Mm-hmm. My friend literally caused miscarriage to herself because she was a mentally unstable teenage girl. Um, and wanted the child the first three months and then realized her boyfriend was being crap out of her and realized that she's bringing in a child and he threw her down the stairs and she thought she actually had a mass miscarriage, but -hmm. she didn't know what, she never went to the doctors, never got Mm -hmm. screened. And Mm -hmm. so she wasn't even sure what was wrong with the baby. And Mm -hmm. she was forced to have a miscarriage almost like four or five months. Like it was long, deep into her, her, yeah, she almost died. Like, I yeah. don't understand how she really didn't go to the hospital to get it done. So, so she f- supposedly ha- gave birth to the, the, the fetus, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was because after she got thrown down the stairs, she tried to overdose and kill herself. And then, you know, chemical chemical abortion. And, you know, mm-hmm. it just, there's a lot that people just don't realize. And it's like, at the end of the day, are you actually solving the problem? Mm-hmm. Are you making it worse? Because the whole... Protests outside the abortion clinics reminds me of what a couple people from, I saw the name, uh, a couple people from the organization, I don't know if she wants me to call her out, but her name mm-hmm. is Cindy, mm-hmm. told me, uh, she told me that outside the clinic, they actually say different things to different uh, race women. If you're oh white, my God. they say, they say, she verbatim to her, she said she's been there during the little freakouts i don't know i call them verbal harassments but whatever she said uh that they will yell at the mothers white mothers going into the clinic that they can save their baby and we can find it a home Uh and then if it's anything but white they will say we can save your baby they never say we'll find it a home she said she noticed that that's weird because i don't want to find it a home yeah so it's just it's just you know, it's mo- predominantly white people mm-hmm. that go out there and yell at these people who are going through medical issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it's just very interesting that there's that um, left out piece mm-hmm. whenever it's not a white person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> oh, we already know that they yeah. are most likely mentally unstable. Unstable. They I have mean, to be. Honestly. Yeah. Really. So... Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. Okay, and um, do you want to talk a little bit more about the benefits of condoms? <laughs> well, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> There's flavors? No, okay. No, I would say they're great balloons, guys. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. What are you talking about, Courtney? No, they're great. Uh-huh. Like, condoms are wonderful. What about them? I mean, well, are easy they... to disperse. My goodness, you can find them at a gas station but for 
They do need a variety of sizes. I'm just saying. Not everyone's the same size. Well, that's true. They don't always have the right sizes for the right guys. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Like, well, little guys are kind of screwed. I'm sorry. They oh, are. They're wow. totally screwed. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have them easily accessible. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> they don't. They have, don't have a what good they variety. They don't have a variety of sizes. They have like medium and large in the stores. Just get finger cots. Like. <laughs> Maybe it wouldn't be too big for that, though. Like, I feel like that goes along with choice, though. That goes along with mm-hmm. informing mm-hmm. the male public mm-hmm. that have a reproductive organ that is outside of their body and mm-hmm. happens to be phallic in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a lot of different, you know, in-betweens. But, you know, those who need to be dealing with this and create sperm and could be causing a pregnancy, they need to be aware of what their choices are and how to get them, too. You know, there's responsible people that they can't find their size and they order them online and they get bulk, you know, whatever. But then there's really not responsible people. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones that never get informed, never are forced to do anything. And they constantly make women pregnant all over the place and then they ghost them, you know. I mean... Like, oh, it's I guess. situation. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I think there needs to be even more education about that. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, more variety. Yeah. And not only that, from. it's like one of the easiest contraceptives to get out there. I mean, it's, and it's more uh, affordable on a, And on top of that, it prevents the most STDs out there. Like, the, um, what is, it's not malaria. What is that? Uh, the Zika virus. Mm-hmm. It even protects you from the Zika virus if you get it sexually transmitted. Did you know you can be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, if you wear a condom, <laughs> I mean, for guys, I mean, there's women condom too. But like, yeah. you know, it's, it is, especially in the state of Alabama, go get it at the gas station or if you're embarrassed, like, Go get it online. Like, they are so yeah, affordable. Order in bulk and on Amazon, dude. Yeah. Like, come on. Just be responsible. Yeah. And Every and women, STD known to humankind. Women need to require this. Or just anyone. Whoever is yeah. going to be the partner of the of the person that could cause pregnancy and or STD or STI spreads or whatever. Um, people just need to require it of their partner, too, mm. if they're not being safe and they don't know. Mm-hmm sexual history but you know people lie so just be more cautious <laughs> than you ever would be with anything else guys yes <laughs> it's not like sharing a drink with someone yes <laughs> it's not equal so you need to be safe and that again is education absolutely it be hits. educated don't feel embarrassed like you're being responsible if you go get an std check thank you for doing that because you are preventing a vicious cycle because mm-hmm. you won't have partner. At least you'll get treated and you'll mm-hmm. be more treated, you know, at the early stages. If you so happen to get an STD, STI, whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, luckily we we have more of that nowadays. But um, I heard that our baby boomer generation actually has the most STDs. Oh, yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense because yeah. they don't really, they, they weren't know. educated. Yeah. I mean, no offense to baby boomers, yeah. but that's just the generation. If you don't have education and good quality education, relevant education, then it's just what happens to all of us. It could happen to our generation or the next generation mm-hmm. if we weren't taught, you know. Mm-hmm. So be responsible. Um, and then, okay, and then I want to talk about, like, um, have you ever heard of Pandia? 
Mm-mm. No. Okay, so Pandia is the um, webpage that helps women get birth control. Mm. So, yes. Um, it's P-A-N-D-I-A. If anyone wants to look that up and if you need birth control, they can help you. Hmm. Um, so I'm sure there is some, uh, you know, policies on that. But if you can get birth control and it's, you know, your your best contraceptive of your choice, then um, that is a really good place to go. Um, but anyways, okay. Is there any final words from you, Emily? Um... Mm. Just, 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 I just wish people would really just realize that a kid coming into an unwanted family or a family that doesn't want it Mm -hmm. is so psychologically traumatizing. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not trying to throw out my poor little sister here, but there's nothing good that comes from that hormonal imbalance Mm -hmm. can cause problems in the development of the fetus it can cause problems in the ongoing development of the woman it can cause problems in the family it can cause problems in relationships it can cause problems in getting out of relationships and it can get it can cause the biggest financial issues that you would ever foresee you know in your life and then on top of that what if your kid has a disability Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um there's just I'm not trying to say kids that have disabilities need to be aborted not on any terms or anything I would never ever advocate for that I'm saying these are things that are factored into someone's decision and sometimes it's not a decision it's Mm -hmm. it's they're scared of something happening to them like one of my friends she almost died during childbirth Mm -hmm. if she ever she did actually get pregnant again she did have another child because she was so guilted into it Mm -hmm. um and luckily, nothing too terrible happened. She did, you know, had to go on bed rest for a whole month before. But she told me, you know, I really can't get pregnant again. I didn't mean to try to get pregnant the last time. And, you know, my, I was worried. I literally was hyperventilating, hyperventilating before going into labor because I was worried I was going to die this time. Hmm. And she's like, I think this has affected this child's development. And her last child has a lot of psychological issues really bad psychological issues yeah Yeah. for poor baby yeah like and i'm not saying anything is caused by each other but she feels guilty Mm -hmm. for being so worried the whole time she was pregnant because Mm -hmm. she literally almost died her she lost her heartbeat and like regained her heartbeat on Mm -hmm. like on the bed her second when she had her second child and during her third child the whole time she was pregnant she was really afraid Mm -hmm. of dying again so it caused, you know, a lot of stress and stress hormones cause a lot of problems in the development of the fetus. Like there's just so much that can go wrong while you're pregnant and you're stressed out and you're mm-hmm. not in a good living situation. Mm-hmm. If you're getting beaten, if you're getting verbally harassed, if you're getting, you know, talked down to all the time, if you're feeling guilty all the time, like whatever it may be, in addition to being pregnant can cause so many problems for the child and, you know, just, just care about what happens at the end of the day you know what's mm-hmm. best for the person mm-hmm. i just that's all i gotta say in my last piece just okay. care about the people oh absolutely that are living yeah and and support um single moms support 
parents in general if they need your help i mean find out a way to help them mm-hmm. you know be about it be about it yeah, yeah exactly freaking support your community if you say that they don't have enough support go support the people that are asking for support yeah we live in the internet age like you yeah. we can look it up we can talk to people there's gofundmes like, everywhere y'all <laughs> and like <laughs> exactly. that like maybe one percent are scams but like you know when you see it like there's people struggling intuition. everywhere Look for signs. Yeah. There's exactly. people struggling and they'll tell you if they're struggling or not, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there you have it. But, um, yeah. yeah. So thank you so much, Emily, for joining me on this podcast. I think we covered a lot. Hopefully, we can come back and talk more about just different things. Hopefully, like more solutions. If you want to go to my page, it's um, Alabama Solutions, a grassroots movement www.alabamasolutions.weeblly.com to look at all of our local solutions as well as our comprehensive sex ed and reproductive rights solutions here you can do right now in the state of Alabama. Thank you. And you can check out my podcast, Em and Joe Talk, where we talk about these same topics in one of our episodes with a mom of two kids with disabilities. Yeah. So go check out M and J O Talk. Thank you. Gracias. Bye. Since this recording on October 29, 2019, HB 314, the uneducated law against safe abortions, has been blocked. Randall Marshall, executive director of ACLU of Alabama, had the following reaction. As expected, the court has blocked the law and it will not go into effect. Abortion remains legal in Alabama. The state's repeated attempts to push abortion out of reach by enacting unconstitutional laws restricting abortions have already cost taxpayers nearly $2.5 million. This ill-advised law will cost taxpayers more money." Safe abortions remains legal in our state of Alabama. We will continue to fight this lunacy of removing safe abortion access by educating our citizens on the morbidity and mortality rates of unsafe abortions and educate them on the contraceptive benefits and freedoms, removing propaganda and doubt. Source found on medical journals at pubmed.gov.